Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Here we are, Chad, father and son, doing it all over, a thousand generations, buddy. Let's go. Uh, Episode 10, season two. Hmm. Uh, We thought it might be a a good idea to kind of go over uh, the Bible, what the Bible says about the demonic spirits and how many there are, how many different assignments. Hmm. Um, We've talked about the fact that Jesus won the battle. Mm -hmm. He won back our authority. We know who we are in Christ. Our identity is we're the body of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. We're sons and daughters. We've talked about his power. We've talked about the blood. We've talked about everything. But maybe now we should just talk about there are literal demons with specific assignments, and the Bible lists 16 of them. Mm. So why don't don't you just read what Mm. the Bible calls the 16 different assignments that demons have? Obviously, there's more than 16 demons. Right. There's billions of demons. But they have specific assignments that the Bible lists. So why don't you read yeah. through the list? Yes. Um, here in this list, we can, in the comment section or, or somewhere on our social media feeds, give you all the references. So for the sake of time, I'll just read uh, the spirit of pride, Proverbs 16.8, the spirit of jealousy, James 3.16, the spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1.7, spirit of bondage. Romans 8.15, the spirit of divination, the spirit of error, 1 John 4.6, spirit of lying, 2 Chronicles 18.22, the spirit of perversion, Isaiah 19.14, the spirit of seduction, the spirit of harlotry, Jeremiah 10.29, the antichrist spirit, 1 John 4.3, the spirit of stupor, Romans 11.8, Revelation 3.1. The spirit of infirmity, Luke 13, 11. The deaf and dumb spirit, Mark 9, 25. The spirit of death, 1 Corinthians 15, 26. And the spirit of heaviness, Isaiah 61, 3. And so when the Bible lists these different spirits, these are the spirits with specific assignments that if we agree with them, we develop these strongholds of pride or jealousy or, or fear or bondage. And so... If we can identify them, we can take authority over them and not let it become a stronghold, but just get rid of them before we start agreeing with them. And so what I thought would be appropriate is maybe list a little bit of the fruit that they produce. Mm. And so if you see that fruit in your life, then you realize, wait a minute, I'm agreeing with something that's not the Spirit of God. Mm. And so the Spirit of pride, it it creates selfishness and arrogance and Mm. vanity and bragging and self-righteousness, and the mm. list could go on and on and on. Obviously, pride and jealousy are the foundation of what king, the kingdom of Satan is built on. Right. I mean, he was prideful. That's why he wanted to be like God. He wanted yes. people to worship him. And so pride, is it's, it's hard to identify it because nobody thinks they have it. Yeah. But it's pretty, it's pretty everywhere. And then we have the spirit of jealousy, which creates division, envy, competition, Revenge, coveting, murderous thoughts. One thing I want to 
really highlight on the spirit of jealousy is the, the demon that has an assignment of jealousy always wants to kill the anointing in the church. Mm. And so mm. one of the main reasons why revival doesn't really happen in the church is because there's a spirit of jealousy trying to murder mm. the anointing, just like Saul mm. wanted to murder David, the anointed mm. one, and on and on through the scriptures, wow. you know, all the way back to Cain and Abel. The spirit of jealousy mm. causes murder. Mm. And so anyway, then there's a spirit of fear. I believe the spirit of fear is the gateway drug to mm. all the demonic realm. I think the spirit of fear makes unbelief. We have the fear of man, the fear of sickness, the fear of disease, the fear of death, the spirit of lack, the, sp mm. the fear of the future. This, I mean, the fear, fear. Yeah. Everybody has fear. I've been to what fifteen hundred different meetings over my life, and if I said who here struggles with fear, it's always ninety percent of the church raises their hand. Wow. Well, it doesn't come from God. Wow. So it's a demon. So there's a spirit of fear. Then there's a spirit of bondage, an orphan spirit. And the fruit that that produces, usually we have a victim mentality, yes. we have a poverty mindset, and we have addictions. So most of the time, if a person's addicted to gambling, or to gossip, or to pornography, or to drugs, or to alcohol, or to food, whatever, any kind of addiction usually comes from an orphan spirit, or a spirit of bondage, which usually comes from father wounds, and we don't have time to go into all that. But we have authority over these demons. We're just trying to identify some of the fruit so that mm. if you see this in your life, you say, wait a minute, I'm agreeing with a demon. I mm. take the name of Jesus and my authority. Yeah. Get out of my mind. Get out of yeah. my thoughts. I'm going to believe the truth, okay? Then we have a spirit of error, or no, a spirit of divination, which is all witchcraft, all occult, and, and, and Freemasonry, and on and on. I, I, will, I will say this much, that the spirit of divination is, is the spirit behind every religion that's not Christianity. Mm -hmm. It's all witchcraft. And the devil's behind all of it. And we have authority over the spirit of divination. The spirit of error is false truth, uh, cults, spirits of religion. I think one of the greatest uh, fruits of a spirit of error is having a form of godliness. Right, but denying its power. And mm -hmm. if, you, if we're in a church that we believe God has power to get us to heaven someday, but not has power to affect change today, that's a spirit of error. Mm. And it, it's real, mm. and it's everywhere. Mm. And it even slips into people that don't have it. Mm. That's why we have to keep resisting the devil. Mm. Then we, there's a lying spirit of superstitions and lies and exaggerations and false prophets. And, and th this is a dangerous spirit. Then we have a spirit of perversion, which is the spirit behind all lust, all sexual sin of every kind. And I believe the spirit of perversion is ramping up yeah. on the planet like never before. It, mm. it affects people's identity, who they think they are, their gender. Mm. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We don't. We, we just know it's a demon. Sure. But we have authority over it. Yeah. So let's get rid of the spirit of perversion. Then we have a spirit of seduction, which is where flattery hmm. comes from. And you say things hoping somebody will say things back. And you do things hoping that they'll do something back. Hmm. And, and it's performance-based. And it manifests usually with Jezebel-type, you know, controlling issues or Delilah seducing issues. But... One of the ways the spirit of seduction really manifests, Chad, is the Ahab spirit, where people just mm. disengage and what's the use? Nothing's ever going to change. Mm. And they don't want to fight for justice. They don't want to fight for righteousness. Mm. And the Ahab uh, manifestation of a spirit of seduction is all over the church where people just give up. They don't want to be a father. They don't want to be a mother. They just want to float along yes. and hope something will change. That's a spirit of seduction. Mm. And then there's a spirit of harlotry, which is the world system. Mm. 
I think the main fruit of the spirit of harlotry is never being satisfied with Jesus, mm. always wanting more of what the world has to offer. Mm. And the warning is that harlot Babylon system is going to come crashing down in an hour. In an hour. So we need to have our love and Jesus as our one idol mm. and not have any other idols. And then the spirit of Antichrist obviously comes against Christ coming in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Because if he didn't come in the flesh, then he didn't have authority. Mm. And so that's the basis of it. But I think one of the main fruits of the spirit of Antichrist is when any Christian says, well, I know what God's word says, but I have these thoughts. And you think your thoughts are higher than God's thoughts. That's the spirit of Antichrist. Mm. Obviously, every demon is a spirit of Antichrist. Yes. Then there's a the spirit of stupor. And that's the spirit that makes people fall asleep when they're hearing good preaching. Mm. They're not tired. They mm. just woke up. Most mm. of the time, a spirit of stupor comes against the prophetic. It blocks us from hearing the voice of God. It makes us feel spiritually dull. Huh. It's all over the church. People mm. just like, I, I don't understand the word. I just can't focus. Well, it's a demon. Mm. We have authority. And then we have a spirit of infirmity. And I mentioned this in an earlier episode that half of Jesus' healing testimonies in the Gospels, he got rid of a demon first. Mm. We as Christians believe that demons cannot get in our spirit the part of us that's born again, but they always try to get in our thoughts mm. and they try to get in our bodies. Yes. And so a spirit of infirmity is sickness, disease. Mm. We have authority over demons to get rid of them. Amen. And then there's a deaf and dumb spirit, and this is the spirit that affects the brain, where there's epilepsy, bipolar, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and plethora of brain problems. And Jesus cast a deaf and dumb spirit out of that boy in Mark chapter 9. Mm. He actually labeled it and said, get out and never come back again. Mm. Well, I'm glad we have authority over that. Yeah. And then there's a spirit of death. This is the one. These last two have been the two that have affected me the most in my life as a Christian. Mm. The spirit of death, where you're always uh, having injuries, you're accident prone, car wrecks, hurt all the time. A lot of times it comes into a person through like an abortion or a miscarriage or words that were spoken over you when you were little, but it's, but it's always like, I think the main fruit of the spirit of death is you're really afraid to hope. Hmm. You're afraid to dream Wow. because you feel like you're just, it's going to fall apart the moment you start dreaming again. Hmm. And I'm glad we have authority over the spirit of death. Hmm. Usually the spirit of death uh, partners with the spirit of heaviness. And this, mm. I've struggled with this all my life as a Christian. Mm. And it creates a sense of hopelessness, depression, low self-esteem, emotional deadness, self-pity, on and on. And this usually comes from mother wounds. So here, that's a brief, I know we're trying to do these 20-minute segments. That is a brief overview of the fruit that these demons actually produce in our lives. Mm. The good news is, as Christians, we have authority over them. We don't have to allow them to dictate the life we live. Mm. We can tell them to get away, mm. go to the foot of cross, answer to Jesus. Yes. I don't have to listen to your lies. I'm going to live in the truth. I'm not going to live in the darkness. I'm going to live in the light. Mm. I'm not going to live in death. I'm going to live in life. Come on. I'm not going to live in depression. I'm going to live in joy. I'm not going to live in sickness. I'm going to live in divine health. God is the answer. Mm. I'm not going to live in pride. I'm going to live in humility. You get it? Yes. Everything that the demons come to try to get us to buy into that so it will become our reality, God has the answer for in the truth of his word.
Yes. And so we have authority. Yeah. Praise God. And so we do a lot of deliverance services. We do seminars. We do intensives. And I think it'd be appropriate maybe for us to lead people into prayer, yeah. renouncing the demons as we close out this session. And I would just say, because we have a little bit of time, uh, eight minutes or so, but Dan, I'm born again. Demons, that, that, why all this talk on demons? You have to defeat some arguments, not defeat in a mean way. We know stories of people who are genuinely born again, spirit-filled, and until they walk through deliverance, something breaks off their life. That's There's right. too many. You've known hundreds, thousands of stories. I just hung out with one of our, our dear friends that I won't name, um, shared childhood happenings. Spirit, she's a spirit-filled believer. Dad's a pastor. Has been like active in <clears throat> women's ministry, discipleship, so she ain't no slouch in the kingdom. But until she met with someone, even recently, I think this, that was her testimony, to walk through, oddly, a list probably looked very similar to this, and like help her deal with some of those issues, that spirit left. She just came over to our house like a couple months ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, a month or so. So how would you just encourage people who've been trained theologically? Deliverance is just, Christians don't need that. What do you, why do you, why, why all this talk about spirits? Just... How, how have you coached people through that beyond literally seeing thousands of deliverances that have happened from believers? Um, are there one or two things that you've had to think through as you've really been ministering in this? Why don't you do that, and then we'll do the prayer. Well, I used to be ignorant to it because hmm. I wasn't raised with that. I was raised, get saved, get sanctified, get in a Bible study, pay your tithe, and obey the word of God, but I was never raised with a grid mm. that we do have an enemy that's seeking to kill, steal, and destroy us. So lies, etc. And he's not, he's not dead yet. He's stripped of power, mm. but he still has techniques of deception mm. with words that get in our heads. And so what I, what I always fall back on is that Jesus' ministry was to go around doing good and heal everybody that's oppressed of the devil. Mm. And so if I want to be Christ-like, I need to help people that are oppressed of the devil. Yes. And part of helping them is teaching them what the devils do, what do they mm. produce in our lives, and now that we know it, we don't have to agree with it. We Amen. can do something about it. We have the Word of God. We have the blood of Jesus. Mm. We have our authority as believers. We have the power of the Holy mm. Spirit. So we can take our authority mm. and get rid of their influence. And then the verses we read mm. earlier in the last, in the last episode... Paul says to Christians that are filled with the Spirit, mm. we're not unaware of the devil's schemes. Yes. He's not done. He's still scheming. Mm. He's still lying. He's still accusing. He's still trying to manipulate. He's still trying to deceive. And so uh, I don't have time to really argue if people don't actually believe that demons are affecting Christians. If they weren't, then Christians would have won the world by now. That's so and good, And so if, if all we had was God affecting us, then we wouldn't be defeated. We wouldn't be as the world is. Here's the sad thing, oh, That's really good. So that, the statistics yeah. of the church aren't different than the statistics of the world. Yeah, by and large. Sure. The divorce is the same. Mm. Porn addiction is the same. Mm. Drug addiction is the same. Depression is the same. Sickness is the same. There's no you. There's not enough evidence to indict us. Mm. That means Satan still has an influence trying to steal, mm. kill, and destroy. Mm. If he wasn't alive, we wouldn't have the same statistics as the world. That's so good. And so we have authority. 
to get rid of demons. Amen. And I want to, I don't want demons. I want to get rid of them. And they don't ever stop coming back, but I don't ever have to stop fighting and resisting. Yes. I don't have to give in. Mm. They don't ever stop, but we don't have to ever stop either mm. because we have God on our side. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, so I just lead people to a yeah, prayer. Let's do it. Go I just lead people to a prayer. So I don't know how to do this on social media. So I'm just going to a prayer, prayer, and you can kind of repeat after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I break all agreement with the spirit of pride, the spirit of jealousy, the spirit of fear, the spirit of bondage, the spirit of divination, the spirit of error, the lying spirit, the spirit of perversion, the spirit of seduction, the spirit of harlotry, the spirit of antichrist, the spirit of stupor, the spirit of infirmity, the deaf and dumb spirit, the spirit of death, and the spirit of heaviness. I break all agreement with all of you demonic lying spirits, and I repent and I renounce of all partnership with you and your ways. Now I use my authority as a child of God, and I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get out of my mind, get out of my body, and you go to the foot of the cross and answer to Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus to my mind. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness, and every demon is unrighteous. Every sickness, every depression, every fear is unrighteous. I apply the blood of Jesus to my mind, and I ask you, wash my mind, yes. wash my body in the name of Jesus. And I now apply the word of God, which is the breastplate, the loin belt, the, the greaves, the shin guards, the, the shield, the helmet, the sword. I apply the word of God to every area of my life. I submit to the word of God. I submit to the name of Jesus. I submit to the blood of Jesus. Mm. And I will walk in obedience to your word and disobedience to the lies of Satan. From now on, I am blessed. I am healed. I am delivered. I am free. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. I'm a child of God. I'm the bride of Christ. I am the beloved of the Most High King. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. And nothing that you ever could do, Satan, can change that. And so in the name of Jesus, I will walk by faith and not by sight. And when I sense your lies, I will be quick to identify you and get rid of you and walk in truth because it's the truth that I know that sets me free. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. That's so powerful. And I know you would encourage people, just like submission to God is not a one and done, so resisting the devil is not a one and done. So we want to encourage you. I know Dad correctly, theologically, was saying you don't need to rely on someone else to cast out demons or to, to break strongholds. But we're not saying community is not an important, we dynamic, and important thing to belong to and participate to fight each other's battles. We just need each other. It's just good to be humble and bring brothers and sisters into your journey. Uh, I've been in a, a journey over these last four or five months that I've had significant breakthrough, but a lot of that breakthrough has come through brothers and sisters who've just agreed with God's Word with me. Amen. <laughs> so we want to encourage you as we end Season 2 
if you don't have a faith community, you've got to find a faith community. If you don't have brothers and sisters that you can read the word with and contend and believe the promises and purposes of God are for today, you've got to plug in. Solo Christianity is a recipe for a defeated Christianity and, a, frankly, a bored Christianity. And so we really want to encourage you, contend for the fullness of God in your life and also in the community that you serve in and you participate in. But thank you so much for joining us for this episode and for this season. It's been really fun, huh, shooting it together. And we will see you for season three soon.